0: gather round friends new and old and welcome to the powwow podcast i am your host david and i am your host philip and we are here this week it is uh it is finally august best month of the year for so many reasons uh i love the weather and you know other things happen in august that are that are fun we'll get to that phil how you doing I'm doing all right. August is a turn of events for me.
1: It's a time that I've I've associated with change in my life. That's both the time I moved to California and the time that I left California. And mm. uh, a lot of a lot of big events have happened in August. So I'm excited for what this year's August brings for me. Now, how about you? Are you uh, looking forward to anything in particular? Oh, well,
0: well, uh, no, nothing in particular. I am. Uh, I'm going on a trip pretty soon. So that is uh, that is something, and then there's yeah. uh, there's a little small matter of my birthday, which is something else. What and what you Say didn't know? <laughs> yes, uh, it's coming up, and yeah, I, I I'm going uh, I'm going to Spain pretty soon, so you'll you'll be hearing hopefully a couple episodes recorded from Spain. It's very exciting, yeah. but uh, in the meantime, uh, I think we should just uh, cut right to the chase. Absolutely. Let's go. Cynthia, you're joining hey. us for the first time on Pow Wow Podcast.
2: Uh, for the first time. And
0: uh, for a uh, fun interview, you're a unique person who I thought would be so much fun to have on for an interview of sorts and talk about some of the things that uh, that get people excited get you excited more than anyone it seems we're going to be talking about what would you say is your 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 passion cynthia
2: existing but mostly skydiving but existing too
0: (laughs) (laughs) existing while falling out of the sky
2: living through the entire
0: situation (laughs) through that
2: yes exactly right absolutely
0: living is ideal ideally how you come out of it and you (laughs) are, are someone who's done what like Dozens of jumps at this point. Yeah, when I when I first 60. met you, you'd already done a couple.
2: Yep, I'm at sixty. Now. Sixty jumps,
0: yes. yeah. That's
2: ooh,
0: so, wow. Yeah,
2: I think when we met, what we I had only done like maybe 12. you'd only done a couple. Yeah,
0: I think you had done I think you had done nine or something when we first met. Maybe maybe not even that because you could only start when you were 18, right? And yes, we met yeah. when you were. 18 and one month in a
2: few months so yeah, yeah no
0: you must have done fewer than that surely yeah, i don't know I, it doesn't matter you were getting you were working towards your qualification at that state your license yeah, or whatever I think I was it is still
2: training doing all the training for yeah. it and all the certifications all that and then i took you out i don't even think i was certified yet i think i still had to do my own solo no, jumps
0: <laughs> no you yeah you were not you were not at that stage but you uh, well, the story is you—you you you somehow convinced me to agree that by the end of semester two, that you know, after the semester ended, I would go skydiving with you, and I agreed to that, and you held me to it.
2: I did, yeah. In the middle of the desert, middle of nowhere, kind of sketchy, but it worked out. Yeah, yeah. You're still here. I'm still here. Made we it are. through. It.
0: We are. <laughs> okay, so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about skydiving. Uh, This—it's not every day you meet someone who's done. 60 jumps 60 60 we've got some very exciting hopefully exciting questions for you <laughs> we're very keen to pick your brain here
2: oh not much to pick i'm
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're always focused on skydiving and so there you go like, uh, we'll try not, not to pick afraid. too much because there might be nothing left by the time yeah, oh, the oh, shush coming maybe. up
1: <laughs> <laughs> well uh, cynthia thank you for joining us uh, my first question When was the first time you knew you wanted to jump? Was there a moment, a movie scene? Maybe Tom Cruise inspired you via one of his uh, Mission Impossible missions. When did you know you had this desire to even begin?
2: I don't think it was from a movie or anything. I just wanted to go. It was one of those things I've wanted to do since I was like 12 years old. And I remember looking up the skydive qualifications for each different state, like seeing how what the youngest age you could do skydiving was. And some places are like 16 with parents' permission, but my parents wouldn't sign off on it. They said, you have to wait till you're 18 and then you can sign your own life away. So I wanted to do it since I was like 12 years old. I remember looking it up on the big wow. dinosaur computer we had, yeah. <laughs> looking at the different states, being like, is this okay? But I don't know where I even got the want the to do idea. it from. Yeah, I have no idea.
1: (laughs) So, well, then let's go to how was your first jump? Do you even remember it? Like 60 (laughs) jumps now in? Do you remember your first?
2: Absolutely. It was the most terrifying thing I've ever been through. I remember putting on like the, you know, my parachute because I never did a tandem jump. I had, my first jump was a solo jump. So putting on the parachute. Oh, that's
1: pretty unusual, right?
2: Yeah, some places allow you to do it. I had to do a six hour ground training course. And, uh, you know, I put on my, (laughs) the jumpsuit, my stupid little cone goggles that fit my glasses under them, a little helmet that had a radio in it, my back or the parachute and getting on the plane, I was shaking. I was so scared. I was waving at my dad. Like it was the last time I'd ever see him. The flight up was like 20 ish minutes. And I was looking out the window. I was like, this is kind of nice. And I heard them yell door and smack the door pops open you hear that wind and the gust of air and my stomach just sank <laughs> I, like could not <laughs> breathe they were like okay let's go I was like mm, let's just go back down that, that seems like a safer bet but it was absolutely and you terrifying. went back down
0: I did really really quickly very
2: quickly <laughs> <laughs> but it was terrifying
1: yeah uh, was there ever a thought maybe even a real chance that your chute might not open I mean Heaven forbid, but I'm just. At, was yeah. there ever a moment in time where you're like, <gasps>
2: um, actually, my most recent jump, there was no question it, that it was like not opening, but I couldn't find the the thing to pull, and I was sitting back there for a few seconds, like searching around for it. I was like, oh shit, it's not there. I mean, eventually, I found it. I threw it out, and I was all unstable, so my lines twisted up pretty bad, and I was being shaken everywhere. But I haven't had any too scary encounters. Luckily, no bag locks or anything terrifying like that.
0: You once told me that well, you explained to me that in order to because you you get your you have your main chute and then you have your reserve chute. But in mm-hmm. order to use your reserve chute, you have to like so if you open your main chute and it's all it's not like opening properly or whatever, and you have to use your reserve chute. You first have to disconnect, like you have to basically rip yourself off the, the main chute and then you start falling again. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile you're already past the altitude that you're like supposed to open at and then you have to like disconnect like just uh, agree with yourself, "Well, this is not working. I'm going to start falling again and yeah, is- I'm going to hope that the one chute I have left is the one that's going to save my life." And then you pull the reserve chute.
2: Yeah, um, that luckily has never happened. I've never had to pull my reserve yet. I'm sure it's going to happen. But you start falling, your bag will lock or sometimes there's a malfunction. There could be a hole in the parachute. Some lines can just be disconnected completely. And so you won't have proper control of your parachute. You have your reserve handles like right here on your rib cage. So you have to pull one and it pretty much just disconnects the parachute, gets rid of it. Start falling again. You pull the other one, and fingers crossed that that one works.
0: <laughs> How often does that happen?
2: Not very often. I've I've only seen it once, but I've heard a couple people, you know, saying, "Oh, I had my first malfunction. I had my first cutaway." And those are people who have done it like over five hundred times, you know. And so, right. as long as you're packing your stuff right, doing your gear checks, it's not likely to happen.
1: Yeah, that's so. What is just from a complete layman's term, I have no idea. I've never skydove, Dove? Sky Divin? Sky Divin? I'm, I'm not entirely I'm sure. i sure. I'm pretty sure that's the I grammatically correct. I hope it's Sky Divin. Yeah, <laughs> skydiving. I've never Skydiven Participated in that, but it is something that I'm I'm looking forward to do at a time when I am accepting of my own death. Uh, but I'm curious, why why is is it in the order that it's in? Meaning, if I have a reserve shoot, and you're saying that you had to like look for your your main pole system, what's stopping you from going to the to the secondary, the reserve emergency pool in case of emergency shoot first? If you're like why, you know, why even bother with my first shoot if I know where the second one is?
2: It's like one of those things where if you have the reserved pulled, you have to take it out and have it repacked, it, like, in the nearest place that can do oh, that. so is- it's
1: just laziness is what it's
2: it lazy. is. <laughs> I was like, I would rather almost uh-huh. die than have to drive two hours out of my way to get this thing repacked right now. <laughs> I was like, I still have some okay. altitude. I'll be fine. <laughs>
0: Do you pack your own main chute or is that something you still have to learn to do?
2: I pack my own main chute, which is terrifying. I feel like I should not be trusted to do that. But I've been told that (laughs) it's like shoving a trash bag into it. It wants to come out. It's like, you know, 200 feet of fabric in this backpack that's no bigger than a school backpack. It's like, it's going to come out, but it just depends on how nicely it's going to come out and how gently it will open.
1: Have you ever had... a I suppose you probably have had rough. It, you've already told us a story of you jostling in the air, jockeying around with a, with an improper pull. Have you ever had a rough landing where maybe you you pulled a little bit too late and and you you hurt an ankle or you you know you maybe might have broken a toe or something?
2: Oh, I'm, nothing broken. Thank goodness. Um, oh, good. Yeah. I mean, my first landing by myself since I hadn't done the tandem. That was kind of rough. I slid in and I stood up because I was so excited. A big gust of wind caught my parachute and just drug me across the entire landing strip. And it was, you know, all the dead plants. I was getting my legs all cut up. I had a big cut in my hand, but I was happy to be alive. I was like, I will take a cut in my hand over I guess, dying any day. Over
0: splat. <laughs> Over splat. yeah. What was the most interesting location where you did, like, have you ever landed in a location that was, that was maybe not where you're supposed to land or somewhere just interesting?
2: Yeah, I've landed, it was out at Madeira. We have, you know, the hangars, our big drop zone and the airstrip. And across the street, there's an almond factory that's all gated in. And they just have fields and fields of almonds. And I jumped out way too far. The wind wasn't carrying me back. I knew I was like, well, I have to make this alternate landing. I have to find a spot, and luckily I did. So I landed behind this almond factory. I got up and I was kind of just sitting there, looking around. I was like, I have no idea where I am. I saw my instructor's little Prius come flying down the road. She like got the gate code (laughs) for the almond factory. She's like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "I'm fine. I don't know where I am. Just confused."
0: Yeah, you landed and got yourself a snack, and it was perfect. Yeah, this is nice. I remember when we went. We we landed obviously in the proper zone. I was I was attached to somebody, but I remember when we were leaving, we were driving away. We passed this house, and there was this this house that in the front yard, like a dog would be, there was just a pig, <laughs> oh, yeah. and this person had a had this giant pig uh, as yeah. like their pet in their front yard.
2: That guy was cool. I um, was I'm, very I'm every single day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I had to walk
2: from the bus station to the drop zone. And every single time I'd pass that house there was this pig and he would follow me along the fence line. I'd give him little pets. That was the best part of skydiving. Who even cares about the rest of it? Just that <laughs> pig.
1: <laughs> All right, Cynthia, I'm very I'm very intrigued by this next question. What is it? And it's probably gonna be the most boring scientific answer ever. <laughs> But how the hell do you know when to pull the shoot? Because I I can't, is it like once you reach like, okay, if you're looking to your left and you see the top of that mountain and you're kind of level with it, that's when you do it. Is it like once you pass through clouds, is there, is there, or is it just like, eh, eyeball it. If you feel like it, then go for it.
2: (laughs) Um, well, we have the altimeters, so that's, that's a big, uh. Okay, a so there's place. so there's
1: something that you're like looking for and then it just tells you like pull shoot now.
2: Yeah, it's like open now or you die, you know? It's just like a little watch. <laughs> I have a digital one and it's um hooks onto your hands. It's just like a watch and you look on it and it has it has numbers on it, and the numbers are your altitude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, well there's other ones. There's like the um there's circle ones and they're funny because there's a bunch of white and then there's like yellow orange and red and you don't want to get to red that's all i've been told about those ones they're like don't do that try to stay in the yellow but mine one just tells me what altitude i'm at and i usually pull around four thousand or five thousand, depending on how much time i want to be in the air
0: right if you can recognize people's faces from the ground you've waited too long <laughs>
2: you've waited too long yeah,
0: don't follow
1: don't follow the revolutionary rules if you see the whites of their eyes then go and <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh. would you
0: Would you say that that there's like this weird uh, sub like this this like unnatural slash natural thing inside inside the human brain that it's like this balance between like life and death that's so exhilarating? Is that why you why you do this so much? Because I I love I love thrills so much. Like I love roller coasters. I love bungee jumping. See, I hate. And I've gone skydiving once, and I love that too. What? But and I—that's what I I, I find. Like, I don't know that unknown, like, equinox of like life and death.
2: I mean, it's definitely one of those things where I've been called crazy so many times. They're like, "Why are you jumping out of a perfectly good plane?" And it's like, "Yeah, you know, I know that doing this at any time I could die, but I don't know." The first time I did it, I thought it was going to be a one and done. I thought I was just going to have fun, and The adrenaline rush was like no other, and I was absolutely in love with it. I was like, this is something I want to keep doing, and I don't know. I mean, you know those dreams when you're falling and then you wake up?
1: No, I don't know those (laughs) dreams. I've never (laughs) had those. What are those
2: dreams? Maybe maybe a nightmare, but but never a dream. (laughs) Okay. Okay, those nightmares. I have not had one of those since I've been skydiving. It's just like, wow. yeah, ever since I went skydiving, never had those dreams again, or nightmares. But it's just one of those things where it's so <laughs> terrifying, but it's peaceful. Like once you open your parachute and you're up in the air, it's just, it's very oh, rewarding. Oh yeah, that's and, the best.
0: Yeah, that's nice, gotta you know? be. I, I remember the first time I went bungee jumping, I, the first, like the first instant when I was falling off the, the platform, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Like I literally, I thought like this, I'm I'm dying. I'm going to fall to my death. And then I realized, wait, no, no, no. I just, I just remembered I have a cable attached to my foot. <laughs> So I was like, oh, okay, no, it's snap, fine. But like- then the second and third time I did it, I, I it was strangely normal. I was like, oh, this is, I can do this as this normal. I'm jumping off a platform uh, 100 <laughs> feet above the air, you know, no, like baby. or not 100 feet. So it was like 70 meters or something. So 200 feet.
2: I'm American. I don't know what 70 and meters yeah, is. It was, it
0: was like no big deal. And and I think it's the, uh, probably the same skydive. The first time you fall out of that plane, it's like, well and then you really remember like (laughs) oh wait no okay this is what i'm supposed to be doing
2: (laughs) it's like oh this is i'm right here it's like yeah this is normal
1: so cynthia to kind of piggyback off of that with bungee jumping and and everything else could you ever go i mean you mentioned already that you don't like roller coasters which is fascinating to me (laughs) but could you ever go rock climbing tightrope walking maybe trapezing and would it like would it give you the same sensation have you ever had the urge to do other things like this or is it just strictly skydiving.
2: I've definitely wanted to do rock climbing. And now where I am in San Luis Obispo, there's a lot of people who do, do go out and do rock climbing. There's a lot of great spots out there. So I'm trying to get in touch with some people who do that and try to do rock climbing. I think that'd be amazing. Find a crew. Find a crew. Yeah. A little rock climbing crew. And, um, the
1: rock crew. The rock crew.
2: <laughs> oh. And yeah, I mean like, I don't know. I've never done like thought about tightrope. I have the worst balance in the world. I could just walk normally and fall over. So <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I could do that above a cliff as long as I have a parachute. Like, no, no biggie on that one. But um, my next make thing it like I three steps do, and then
1: all of a sudden you start. Yeah, I'm pulling. just like, oh,
2: I'm <laughs> But the next thing I wanted to do was scuba diving, actually, which is kind of complete opposite oh. from skydiving.
0: Yeah, completely. Wow, <laughs> I want to go shark cage diving.
2: Oh, I do too. <sighs> Dude, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Right now.
0: Well, Cynthia, you and I went bungee jumping together here in the Netherlands.
2: Yes. You remember that? I almost one? I almost lost my shoe. I do remember that. <laughs>
1: Over
0: the ocean. Uh,
2: but I would say the bungee jumping was like kind of scarier to me than skydiving, actually. Wow.
1: Because you That's have no- weird, but okay. <laughs> I can I get it. The security of of feeling your own safety net with the backpack. Like there's yeah, something have, like, to at two... least you're still strapped in.
2: Yeah, you have two parachutes, right. and then with that, like I said, if you're falling and you just hear a snap, you're like, what are you going to do at that point? Just
0: oh, yeah, <laughs> dive into absolutely. the ocean
2: below you, I guess.
0: David, any last questions for Cynthia? Uh, no, I, I think that's it. I think we should, uh, we should move on. Cynthia, are you uh, willing to come back and play a little game with us?
1: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Let's get to the game. This episode of Pow Wow Podcast is sponsored by Sides. Meet Sides. S-I-D-E-S, an app that helps you take the law into your own hands. Turn ordinary agreements into
1: binding contracts in seconds. Then if a dispute arises, sides will step in to resolve it
0: for you. Wait, Phil, that, one, that was supposed to be my line. Well, what did we agree to in the contract? I, I don't know. I, I guess we can use sides to settle this dispute. Because each dispute costs a small one-time fee. And if you win, which I will, it's all awarded back to you. Sign up now and get 16% off for a limited time only. This is the mini segment. You will be missed. You will.
1: (laughs) David, what are you going to miss this this time around?
0: You will be missed, youth. More gray (laughs) hairs come in, and I'm more and more tired on a daily basis. I get angrier and angrier at things that used to just pass me by. I roll my eyes five times as often as I used to, which was already a lot. (laughs) Youth, you will be missed.
1: David, I buy in bulk because it's more feasible and I like to be prepared, and prepared means never running out, but I digress. I must say goodbye to my XXL large pack of Q-tips over the years we've been together, we have both changed so much. Me mentally, you disheveled physically. You're no fault of your own. But I look forward to going back to our relationship as Harry Styles put it so eloquently as it was because I bought a new pack. But for now, Q-tip value box, where I have come to cherish, you will be missed. So we gently touched on this, Right at the beginning of the episode. Gently. Gently. Ever so gently. With our left pinky. Just so tenderly. But it deserves a lot. It deserves the whole hand. You know what? I'm going to fully cup this subject. Because David, it's your friggin' birthday. Well... It will be your birthday tomorrow as of this recording, but by the time this episode releases, you will be an older man. How are you doing, David?
0: I'm feeling like an older man. Yes, <laughs> yes, that the mini I, segment. I think the listening, the listening no. public deserves to know though that, that you needed reminding. Uh, okay. shamefully, needed okay. reminding that this was capping. You know, I wouldn't have even reminded you. I just would have let you, I would have let you. Uh, uh. To suffer the the shame of, of forgetting that it was going to be my birthday and doing this once more, which which we did for your birthday and we did last we, year for my yes, birthday, etc. Yes, but because three months ago you sent me a gift and you said, don't unwrap it until it comes time for your birthday and then we'll do it on the, on the podcast. So I was like, well, well, shit, we're going to have I'm going to have to remind him so that we can do the, the gift thing that he planned three months ago and then forgot about. Well. But- don't be yes. Don't be no, totally no. disingenuous. I planned for me for forgetting, so
1: therefore I can't forget if I plan uh, uh, on not forgetting.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm still gonna. I I deserve to give you give you shit for this. So yes, absolutely. Well, you know what? Like I knew myself. There are few best, things. Few things that I like as much as giving you all the, shit. and I and, and it's I my woman, birthday.
1: It is your birthday, so absolutely. Happy birthday. Let's get to the to the star of the attraction. Let's see how good or how bad I did on your birthday. Please, David. I, I sent this package, as you mentioned, three months ago, so I'm hoping it hasn't died yet.
0: Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I left this under my window in the box that it was shipped in. Mm-hmm. And I left my window open one day, and it was pouring down with rain, like he- the heaviest rain I think I've ever seen in this country. And the box got a little damp, and I didn't know what was inside it, so I, I was, I asked a, a undisclosed third party, please check what's inside and then remove it from the wet box and whatever, and make sure it's not something that's that's going to get damaged if it stays damp. And so they moved it into another a plastic bag or a box, and I'm pretty sure what I've got here is that box. But there's a chance that this is just some other box and that this is not the gift and I'll have to go keep looking for it. But I think this is the box.
1: Well, if it's more expensive than the gift I gave you, then it's definitely (laughs) what I intended to send you. Of course. Okay, shall I open it? Please go on forth, my child. I will narrate this. He out- unwraps it. He's it's in a shoebox-like package. The first, the first of uh, the the gifts, or maybe all of them, are inside they're of
0: a. They're all
1: in this bag, I think. They're right? all inside of a, uh, a, a, a grocery bag, plastic bag. Okay. He looks inside. He pulls forth from the bag the first item. It's a book,
0: yes. and it's called "Save the Cat." <laughs>
1: <laughs> is
0: this the gift? <laughs> this is one of the gifts. Yes. Now okay, that's all right, my so I've got the right box. That's the most yes, important yes. thing. So, so says, that is- "Save the Cat" exclamation mark, the last book on screenwriting that you'll ever need. So By that's Blake my real Snyder. gift. This is not yes. a paid promotion.
1: No, it's not. Uh, but I, I thought you know what that might be a, a a logical gift. I thought you might be able to use it. I I know that you've dabbled in screenwriting, so I thought, hey, you know what? Let's give you something, some some study material if if wanted.
0: All right. Well, I do. I, I have dabbled, and I I care to dabble more and do more. So uh, I'll have to learn how to read, but. Uh... <laughs> But I, I, I'm sure I will get lots of use out of it. It's a very thoughtful gift. Thank you. You're and then now we have, oh wow, a T-shirt in the yes. right size. Yes, delightful. Uh, and it is the the OG Scooby Doo Mystery Machine with all the characters of Scooby Doo inside, uh, looking terrified at well, currently me since I'm yeah. <laughs> the one in front of the T-shirt, but. Yeah, very nice.
1: <laughs> yes, don't wear that when this trying to get knows a date. I
0: love Scooby-Doo.
1: I do. As you've mentioned many a time on the podcast, we had an entire podcast dedicated to it. Shameless plug. Make sure you go back and listen to uh, Scooby-Doo versus the world.
0: This is, a, there's a lot of things in this. Uh, yes, oh there God. is. Now,
1: now, what is this one? What is this next one as I see and I recognize this packaging?
0: It is uh, Men's Health Magazine. <laughs> Uh-huh. And on and the what, front who cover Who graces the
1: cover of this magazine? The
0: front cover is Jared Leto Your favorite
1: Your absolute favorite actor of all time My
0: absolute favorite, yes uh, You can read God.
1: while watching Morbius in the background now, David You I are hate so welcome I his welcomed. face
0: I hate his face. It's but do you just love like his abs? His, is the real question. He's just got this like blue steel look on his face, and it's it's bothering me. You know, one day I'm gonna get cast in a movie with Jared Leto, and I'm and he's gonna like someone's gonna discover all the, these podcast episodes, and I'm gonna have to explain it on Fallon tonight. I'll be like, uh, oh, yeah, I mean, it was a different time. I didn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and lastly, lastly. A card, <laughs> no, a photo, I'm confused. A photo, Phil, Happy Birthday David, holding up a sign saying Happy Birthday David, in front of a wall, painted with, with the Scooby-Doo characters, I'll show, maybe we'll post this on Instagram. Yes. There you go. And, David! If you will look
1: closely at the shirt I am wearing underneath the sign, it is, of course, a misfuzzle. Ah, my alliance to the magic school bus has not been lost. I made sure that even though I, I placed it, it is your birthday indeed. I will have my say, damn it. Is this
0: a fridge magnet? This yes, thing? it is. Oh, yes, okay. it is. Cool. Very so that cool. way, you
1: have it in posterity. This, the image that uh, I have given you, it will now remain in posterity forever and ever on a fridge of your selection. On a fridge of my selection. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'll I'll choose the fridge very carefully. Please, please do. Maybe one of these days we can have our warring T-shirts on. Uh, yours of the Magic School yes, Bus, or sorry, yours absolutely. of uh, Scooby Doo and mine of the Magic School Bus. Hey, maybe you should come visit me,
0: and we can do that.
1: Hey, you know what? What a good idea! So there we go. Well, <laughs> happy birthday, David! I went for all different variations yeah, of gifts. Yeah, you really covered everything here. I tried to go funny. I tried to my go diss. My hates.
0: Yes, and every some every single.
1: Th- Absolutely. So happy birthday,
0: David! Happy birthday to you. Welcome back, Cynthia. We're ready to play a game with you. But first, uh, we've already gotten to know your skydiving habits and uh, weird obsessions with thrills. (laughs) But we want to get to know you a little bit. I will admit my question has something to do with skydiving. But (laughs) Phil has two questions because he doesn't know you very well. I know you very well, so I only get one. But Phil, take it away. Yeah, Cynthia, what is
1: a meal or food you could eat once a day for the rest of your life? Tacos. 100% tacos (laughs)
2: 100%
1: tacos <laughs> <laughs> tacos excellent selection <laughs> would any of those ever be like a breakfast taco or are oh, we absolutely. just talking like chicken and beef
2: no breakfast yes. tacos I do like egg tacos um the chicken yeah. tacos I don't care I just like tacos tacos for every tacos meal you should so never good. go wrong
0: last time I saw you we got tacos for we dinner did
2: tacos. <laughs> <laughs> oh I was like a well, was was tacos. Tacos. that's best place I don't know where it was in San Luis Obispo. Just some little place, you know? I was like, cheap tacos. Let's go get The
0: the cheaper, the better for tacos. Let's all be honest That's true. Uh, Not always. There's some great places, though, all over California. But in San Diego, man, I've had some of the best tacos there. Okay, Cynthia, the apocalyptic war is upon us, and the military has been decimated. Someone has to halo jump behind enemy lines for a covert (laughs) assignment. There are only two members of the resistance with skydiving training still alive, you and Tom Cruise, who should take on the mission? Ooh.
2: Absolutely me, 100%. I've <laughs>
0: seen Tom
2: Cruise, he's like, he's out of it, he's old. Dude Latin is probably. old, he's
1: old. <laughs> Flabby. I don't know. I saw him in Top Gun Maverick. There's not a lot of flab.
0: Not a lot well, of flab, but he is old. Is no, but no- that beach scene, like it's not flabby, but it's clearly like the, the dude is clearly past his 60th birthday and aging. Wow, you guys are tough on a sixty plus year old. If I'd looked anything <laughs> know, like him, he looks great
1: for 60. Uh, well you guys are you, you guys are taking him to
0: the beach. All right, uh, uh, see, uh, my I last question.
2: I could I, one hundred percent, me. I could totally. Cynthia's got Tom youth.
0: She's got sixty jumps in the last four years.
1: She's Cynthia's doing... got sixty jumps. Tom Cruise is sixty. That's where <laughs> really. That's where the story comes down to. Uh, all right, Cynthia. My last question here. Do you have a worst first date story? Oh boy! You know what this is, David. This is the uh should I tell this? Is this good enough for public? Can, am I going to embarrass myself? <laughs> That's what's going on in her mind. So she does have one. She just She's hesitant and she's negative. She's like, or she has more than one. The options.
2: <laughs> I yeah, she
1: could have more than one. You're right.
2: You know, I don't think it's as bad as some people's first dates. I've heard some horror stories. Okay. But okay. I think it's definitely, it was in high school and I couldn't drive. Okay. The guy was going on the date couldn't drive, so his mom was taking us and, okay. you know it's it's cute, you know, you're young, you're going on a date. um, but we went to his dermatology appointment together, and I waited in
1: the whose idea
2: He had an appointment, and then he figured that he could do his doctor's appointment, like pick me up, do his doctor's no. appointment, and then go somewhere after that. So I was just in the waiting room, hanging out. Waiting for him to get out of his appointment. He comes out
0: My dude <laughs> and then <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then we went. How attractive
1: leave. must this guy have been? <laughs> like, uh, what, what kind of pull does a guy have to be no. like? You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna make you wait. Drive with my mom. Wait out in the waiting room with my mom, and and freaking you enjoy yourself reading Men's Health and and just <laughs> and, and and sit out there while I get stuff done. What in the hell? This guy yes. must have been a young freaking Zac Efron
2: it wasn't even that it was just I liked him and I was not a cute high schooler I wore like the baggy hoodies and the sweatpants my hair was always in like this crummy ponytail I looked trashy and I was like I thought he was super cute and he liked me he asked me out I was like I'll sit through this doctor's appointment in the waiting room so we did and then afterwards we went and saw a movie and his mom sat right behind us and then after that we oh (laughs) god And then after that, we went to Wiener Schnitzel with his mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Topping did it all off with the wiener, Jesus! Did he?
1: <laughs> did he at least? Did he pay for Wiener Schnitzel? If you're going to go to Wiener Schnitzel, I'd hope that he'd
0: pay I for think that. His mom did. No. <laughs> God, oh, oh. I'm along for the ride here. Phil feels like he's really invested. In, in how this date went,
1: I, th- it's well, because this could have been mistakes. me. My 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 <laughs> mom was very invested in my life, and I knew even when I I yes, she drove me in a date once to a uh, to a date, and I remember it. But God damn, I did not. One, I did not have the, the the just the the game to get somebody to go on a doctor's date with me. And then on top of that, take him to Wiener Schnitzel. Schnitzel. I don't care what kind of subconscious psyche games you're playing, that is just not a good date. I've we never did- taken an adult or anybody else to a Wiener Schnitzel. Did we he dated- get a kiss?
2: I mean we dated for a year and a half, so
1: oh god.
0: <laughs> you're safe. I hope. I hope he followed that up with some better dates. Oh god. God, yeah, this just, g- yeah maybe maybe my god, All that right. takes the cake cynthia bravo that is bravo. a great great story that is good content thank you so much thank cynthia. you god let's as as, play- you
2: can suffer with me
0: <laughs> oh phil suffered i think he <sighs> just about had a heart attack it
2: was like in the back of my memory like that's the stuff you would bring out to a therapist one day you know
1: yeah <laughs> i kind of bet you. i bet that's freaking re- that's repressed I, I can imagine. I'm depressed over your repression.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Let's let's play a game. Phil has come up with a game for us. Uh, Phil, take it away. Yes.
1: So, what the game is going to be called for my iteration of this game is going to be called "Sky Fly or Die." Yes, my one one of the most controversial games I've ever made yet. It's uh, giving you a name. And then you two have to determine whether or not the name fits into Sky, a famous skydiver, Fly, a famous pilot, or a dead person. One of the three. And so <laughs> we will first start out with you, Cynthia, with the first name.
0: Kobe Kaye. Is that Hold on a second. Yes. Hold on a second. So I'm guessing any of the if the answer happens to be Fly or Sky, I'm guessing none of those people will be dead, since then that would also count as a dead person. I will say die is the last
1: category, meaning that the priority is sky or fly. So if they okay. fit into that more prominently, then that's where they will be placed. Got it. There's, there's a possibility that a dead person would also be featured in one of the others. Okay, here we go. Cynthia, your first name, Colby Kaye, sky, fly, or die? I'm going to
0: go with Fly. She's going to go with Fly, a famous pilot. David. I mean, Colby Kaye sounds like uh, a <laughs> yippee Kaye. I don't know. It feels like something you might yell when you jump out of a plane. I, I, I'm going to go with Sky. Sky. Sky well, Col- yells his own name when he jumps out. <laughs> Colby Kaye. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> she is a very famous okay. musician. Uh, y- right. I'm sure that you can find her in other things, but... She did jump out with our friends over at Skydive Newport in Rhode Island and featured the entire Mm. event in her music video for the song Live It Up. Apparently, it's a catchy tune with a great video. So, David does indeed get on the board with the first name with Sky. Let's go to the number two name on this list. We'll start out, we'll go to you here, David. Charles Lindbergh. Charles Lindbergh, Sky,
0: Fly, or Die. It's too sophisticated to be a to be like like if you if your name is Charles Lindbergh and you're a skydiver like a regular skydiver I feel like you go for you go by Chuck or something Uh, (laughs) so I'm gonna go with Fly sounds like a pilot Fly Cynthia where are you going for Charles
1: Lindbergh I'm gonna go with Die she's gonna go with Die now Charles Lindbergh is indeed dead however. He was an American aviator famous for making the first solo transatlantic airplane flight. The flight from New York to Paris in May 1927 took over 33 hours to cover and was longer than any other flight attempted. Charles Lindbergh, meaning that David has a two-point lead to Cynthia's zero. He
2: said he was dead.
1: (laughs) He is dead, but he is more prominently known. As a pilot. And trust me, Who, that list what, is short. So I needed to needed to edge it out.
2: Who's more prominently known for being dead? Like <laughs> it
1: like, is an argument. I will give you that. Hey, I made like, that oh, argument yeah, before. Person, we started. Oh, yeah,
2: I knew them, they died. It's like <laughs> that's it. That's all they're known that, for. That's
1: fair. We will review the rules of this game at a later point in time, maybe on <laughs> Cynthia's return.
0: we will start out read someone's in memoriam and be like, oh yes, April summers. Most famous for dying two days ago. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Yeah, we all remember that. sums it up. (laughs) So David, with his
1: two-point lead, will lead for the rest of this game, giving Cynthia a chance to choose one of the other two answers in order to catch up. So David, you'll be going first here. Lisa Robin Kelly. Lisa Robin Kelly, sky, fly, or die? Me first? Yes, David. I've gone for sky and I've gone for fly. I'm going to go for die. He goes for die on this one. Cynthia, which do you choose? Sky, fly, or die?
2: I'm going to say sky because I, I don't think women are allowed to fly planes, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amelia Earhart would say, hold my beer. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> All right, uh, well... Lisa Robin Kelly, fans of that seventies show know this lady needs no introduction. She was, of course, Eric Foreman's drop dead gorgeous sister Lori in the hit show, who took who Kelso took quite a shining to, if you recall. Given the success of her fellow cast members, it's safe to say the future looked bright for Lisa, but unfortunately, her personal troubles got in the way of any success she had. And the and actress she chose pa- to fly a plane, and the actress <laughs> passed away in 2013 with her death ruled as "quote unquote multiple drug intoxication." Die was the correct answer here. Hoffman does take the point. A 3 and 0 going for the clean sweep, Cynthia, you cannot win.
2: Yeah, this is bad. But-
1: we are still working for respectability here. Going back to David for number four. Number four, David. Harold Ramis.
0: Harold mm. Ramis. Harold Ramis. Sky, I've heard this fly, name. or die. I've heard this name, which would tell me that it's probably not a famous skydiver or a pilot. So I'm going to go with die. I'm going to go this is a dead person. Okay. Cynthia, where do you go?
1: I'm going to go with fly. She's going to go with Fly, a famous pilot. The Ghostbusters star died in 2014, <laughs> aged 70, after a long battle with an autoimmune inflammatory disease. The famous writer and director also had roles in Caddyshack, Groundhog Day, and analyzed this. We'll have to raise a glass to him the next time we watch Ghostbusters for the 300th time. But he is indeed on the die list. David, Do you, you are 4
2: Starring Ghost and Ghostbusters.
1: Yes, he did. Yes, he came back posthum- posthumously. So, going for the clean sweep here, David. The clean sweep. We'll start with you here first. James H. Doolittle.
0: Sky, fly, or die. Uh, Dr. Doolittle? <laughs> you know, I really don't know James H. Doolittle. Yeah, don't you forget don't that know. H. James I H. I don't Dolittle. know. I really don't. It could very well be a dead person. But I would love it if that were the name of a pilot because I would love to hear uh, hello ladies uh ladies and gentlemen. this is your pilot speaking james H doolittle uh we are at, uh, cruising at thirty three thousand feet uh that's once again, my name is Doolittle, just like. <laughs> Emphasizes his name once again. Yeah. Doolittle. Well, uh, wouldn't wouldn't you emphasize uh, Doolittle if your <laughs> name was uh, Doolittle?
1: Cynthia, are you going to yeah. follow him in pursuit of the clean sweep, or are you going to go elsewhere?
2: You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with die for this one.
1: James H. Doolittle is indeed dead, but now <laughs> here is a pilot unlike any other on this <laughs> list. Age 15, Doolittle built a wooden fabric glider, jumped off a cliff, and crashed. This would be the first of at least half a dozen crashes he would sustain over the years. With such a spirit, of course, he would go (laughs) on to join the U.S. Air Force, where his service would intersect with some of the most iconic moments in the history of aviation. Doolittle is most famous for proving that pilots could fly at night and in harsh weather. The daredevil took up air racing and was one of the first pilots to fly from takeoff to landing while only referring to instruments, and in 1932, set the world's land plane speed record. So he is indeed on the fly list,
0: meaning, David, you've accomplished (laughs) the clean sweep! Congratulations! That is that is a good feeling. I don't know if it's my first or my second clean sweep ever, but but I'm feeling real good about it.
1: Are we three episodes in a row I with a clean so. sweep?
0: I think so. We I, can't it's, say it's a rarity yeah. anymore. My God, look I at mean, that! I mean, it's just a fluke at this point. Like three in a row is crazy. <laughs> it's running. I milk. will say credit to Cynthia; she did pick out a couple dead people and didn't get any points <laughs> I for I that. Did. So I that is bad true. I feel
2: that I cared about Doolittle's death over here, but you know, I it's thought also, that was the answer. <laughs> Got excited.
0: <laughs> it's also bitterly disappointing that uh, Captain Doolittle or Pilot Doolittle was not a captain of a commercial plane and therefore never, never Cause... made any uh, k- announcements. <laughs> so, but so be it. I got the clean sweep. Would you two like to play the tiebreaker, Steve? David, if you can make it
1: six six points? Sure, why not? <sighs> Just, Just for, funsies. For, for funsies. All right, Cynthia, since in some pseudo world, Multiverse of Madness, you would have been the one to force the tie. We will have you go first for this tiebreaker. I've listed five names during this game. Once again, that is Kobe Kaye, Charles Lindbergh, Lisa Robin Kelly, Held Ramis, James H. Doolittle, four of whom are dead currently at this point in time. Could change in the future. I want you to give me the combined age of all five people with Kobe Kaye aged as of right now, August 1st, 2022, and the rest aged at the time of their death. The combined age of all five. Now, granted, I gave you one na- one age if you listened closely, but what are the total combined ages of all five? Cynthia, we'll start with you. Take your time.
2: Can we put Jeopardy music in this part. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do, do, do. Sorry, <clears throat> I'll do it as Doolittle. Uh, do 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 little do 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 my name's do little, and you're gonna I hope be we don't landing have to pay soon. for this stuff. <laughs> no, not if I put my own lyrics on it, that's how that's how monetary uh <laughs> restrictions work. Mm-hmm. copyright law expert, are you? yeah yes, exquisitely, cynthia all
2: right, I'm thinking, so if I'm going with an average of like sixty seventy years per person, okay. So that times five. I don't know. I'm bad at math. Um, It's going to be like 527.
1: Yes, yeah, 60, 70 times five is 300 or 350, but 527 <laughs> would be about there. Yes, okay. You know, okay. some of these
2: people could have lived to be super old. You never know.
1: Absolutely. There's got to be at least 150-year-old. They're averaging, what, like 100 years? 102 <laughs> <Eight? 102? laughs> years? David, oh, could we possibly give her a mulligan? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I think so. Do you want to try it, try it again, Cynthia? That's because that's a pretty easy under there.
2: That's embarrassing. Okay, so we're gonna go back. We're gonna go back in time a little here. Um, I'm gonna go with a solid. <laughs> we're gonna do a fun number. We're gonna do like three hundred sixty nine. Solid. Three sixty nine.
1: Three sixty
0: nine. Love it. Mm-hmm. Very L- lucky very numbers. Right okay. There. I'm confident, confident that it would be less than three hundred. So I'm not even gonna go three sixty eight. I'm just gonna go two nine nine. Two nine nine. Colby Kaye,
1: still with us, is aged 37 Mm. Charles Lindbergh died at the age of 72 Lisa Robin Kelly died at the young age of 43 Harold Ramis died at the age of 70 and James H. Doolittle bringing up the rear died at 96, the closest to the closest closest (laughs) to (laughs) Cynthia's 100 year mark and average for everybody (laughs) here (laughs) and the total number combined for those of you who are not mathematicians scoring at home is 318 meaning that david did indeed come frighteningly close with an age of 299 combined for them david if there was six points to be had you would have scored all six it is scary very scary how good you were at this game congratulations
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That is a very well-prepared well, well prepared game. Very fun theme. Mine is a little bit more all over the place and a little looser with the categories, but we should have a good amount of fun anyway. So I'm going to give you a thing, and you're going to tell me what it is based on three options. Okay. All right, so let's start out. Cynthia, we're going to you first. Question one, what is a Chapman stick? Chapman. Stick, a Chapman stick. Is it A, a throwing weapon from rural Canada, similar to an Australian boomerang? B, a stick shaped guitar like string instrument? Or C, a colloquial legal term referring to someone representing themselves in a court case after refusing counsel? So, a Canadian th- uh, throwing weapon, uh, a guitar like string instrument, or a legal term? describing someone who's representing themselves in court
2: you know i feel like i've watched enough better call saul that i would have heard chapman stick in there so i don't think it's an instrument i'm gonna go with the first one canadians do be having weird things up there
0: yep okay they do be having weird things they Do be having phil. Weird things. <laughs> phil you are muted
2: <laughs> i like the circles of your chapstick oh, ex- though oh, ex-
1: yeah excuse me yeah thank you i'm uh you guys caught me in the middle of my Chapstick session. Now, what was the word (laughs) I'm looking for here, David? Chapman stick. Ah, yes, yes. That's what he's using. uh, Yes, the glorious Chapman stick. I'm going to actually say for reverse reasons, that sounds oddly familiar. So therefore, I have to go with the option of one representing themselves, because I'm sure some guy named Harold Chapman just totally stuck it up his own by saying, I'm going to represent myself.
0: That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. You both, one of you goes with A, uh, Cynthia, you say throwing weapon from rural Canada. Phil, you say C, a colloquial legal term referring to someone representing themselves in a court case after refusing counsel. The correct answer is B. So neither Ah, of you get it right. Split the cheeks. It is a stick shaped guitar, like string instrument and it sounds pretty cool. Look it up. A Chapman stick. It's like 10 to 12 (laughs) strings. Very, very cool. All right, uh, no points as of yet. So question two, Phil, we're going to you first. What is a bone phone? And let me just clarify, this is spelled B-O-N-E. F-O-N-E, bone phone. Is it A, a speaker that the user wears wears in order to feel the sound in their bones? Ooh. Uh, B, a medical imaging device that uses vibrations to detect <laughs> fractures? <laughs> or see a phone in the shape of a dog bone. Oh my God, I hope
2: it's that last one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Congratulations. I don't know if you completely made up the other two. I'd assume you did. They are all equally as plausible, meaning that they're all implausible, <laughs> but they are all equally
0: plausible. So, congratulations. What was number What was A? A was a speaker. That uses, that the user wears in order to oh. feel the sound in their bones. I think for that, it would be a little more eloquent. If it was
1: something like that, it would be a little more eloquent than an F for phone. So I'm going to say that something as corny as a phone that looks like a bone would then have the the lack of self-awareness to then say, let's go full hokey and go bone phone with an F because it's just fun. So I'm going to go option C yet again. The logic is
0: sound. Get it? Sound, phone. <laughs> Cynthia? <laughs>
2: Knee slapper. Good job, David. Thanks. Oh, um, I don't think the medical field is looking for words that bad that they're making bone phone into a medical <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, B
1: was a complete throwout for me as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the first one, to hear the sound in your bones? Is that what you said? Sound in your to bones? Feel
0: feel the music in, in your bones, yeah. I was
1: expecting one of the options to be when Tinder's not working. You just pick up <laughs> the, bone bone. <laughs> the bone
2: bone. I'm I'm gonna say C as well. I feel like that is
0: okay. something
2: that would I don't know. I I would buy it, you know?
0: C, the obvious choice, a phone in the shape of a dog bone. I feel like that probably exists. I made it up, though. The correct answer is A, a speaker that the user wears, like, around your neck. It was like a radio. It's, like, from, like, 40 years ago. It's like a radio thing, a receiver that had, like, a speaker, and you wear it around your neck. And it's supposed to, like, make you feel the music in your bones. Anyway, that exists or existed. So, still no points. We move on to question three. Phil, I will remind you now, you have a skipping stone, so you can skip one of these questions if you want to. Thank you. What does Stone Pine refer to? Is it A, a punk rock band active between 2001 and 2005, (laughs) B, an early smartwatch prototype from around 2013, or C, a type of pine tree found in Southern Europe on the Mediterranean? (laughs) Cynthia, we're going to you first.
2: What's the word?
0: Stone pine. Stone pine. Again, a punk rock band. Uh early smartwatch prototype. Or a pine tree.
2: I feel Stone Pine. I feel like since you really drop dates, like, you know, a punk rock band between these years. That's a little specific. So I'm thinking that might be (laughs) I'm feeling like that might be the one. Stone pine, like I could totally see I'm gonna go with that one. Okay. A one whatever punk
0: rock band, but active between two thousand one and two thousand five.
2: Yeah, <laughs> See, that's too specific for it to not be that.
1: <laughs> My problem is that the first one and the last, the last one especially, makes too much sense. Uh, so I can't go with the obvious answer as as the first two have have gone. So I'm. But number two is so stupid. Why would it? I guess if you if you'd have said like. In the 1990s, hey, we're going to have a phone and it's going to be called an Apple phone. People will be like, what the hell is that? So I, I'm going to go with some artsy fartsy person, probably the guy who now names Amazon lockers like Echo and Indigo and all that stuff, went to first tout his wares with the stone pine for a
0: smartphone prototype. A smartwatch prototype. Smartwatch, okay. excuse me, yes. Cynthia, you went with punk rock band. Phil, you went with uh, early smartwatch prototype. I made up the punk rock band.
2: Okay, that's uh, kind of... Acted
0: between 2001 and 2005.
2: <laughs> so those details okay. in there screw me up.
0: The, there was indeed a early smartwatch prototype, which was called Neptune Pine. God damn it! A stone pine <laughs> is a type oh. of pine tree found in Southern Europe on the Mediterranean. <laughs> so...
1: Sorry, not so not all of still, us are like European, no we don't know.
0: <laughs> okay. It made
1: too much sense, I couldn't go
0: with that. That sounded like something you'd make up. Ah. Question four, Phil, we're going to you first. What is a Versa? Is it A, a car model from Nissan, B, a car model from Audi, or C, a brand of ceramic kitchenware? What was A again? A car model from Nissan. Oh you Nissan? bastard.
2: You call it Nissan.
0: Nissan. 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 <laughs> Who is says that Nissan? what America, that's what Nissan. Americans call, it, right? Yeah. Nissan. Nissan, yeah.
1: It's like is you. Is it a Nissan
0: Versa? An Audi your- Versa. Or, oh, I love my new my new Versa frying pan. <laughs>
1: <sighs> or you could skip. Neither one of us have a point. And this is number four for us. This is number four. <laughs> we're doing great. I think I'm gonna go with Audi, not an any. Okay, Audi, Cynthia. I don't
2: want to like say the same thing because, but I, I think it is. I, I want to feel do free. I know, but then it's like if we both get it, now we're just tied again. But at You're least you will just tied at, 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 one, be tied yeah. at one instead a of zero conundrum. So I'm gonna go it's with a troubling me. conundrum. I'm gonna go with B. You're gonna go with B. Yeah, plus I don't like how you say Nissan.
0: Oh. A Versa. Nissan. <laughs> is actually the car that I own in the United States, and it is not an Audi. It is a <sighs> Nissan.
2: Why do you say it like that? Uh, so you both have ew. zero points
0: again. Oh my goodness. Because ah. that's how it's spelled. N-I-S-S-A-N. Nissan. It's like you and saying Basel. That's how you say it everywhere else in the world. Instead of Bagel. Basil in basil. the English speaking world, at least. Basil. basil. knife.: Basil Knazzle can- 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 indeed. Basil? It's super not basil. Okay,
2: once I was down for basil, I was down until I got mad at you. Then it was basil again. Sorry.
0: Yeah. All right. Question five: What is a water buck? Is it a a marine mammal with an overgrown tooth that resembles a horn? B the currency used by the characters in the movie Shark Tale, or C a type of antelope found in Africa. And we're back to Cynthia first, unless Phil decides to skip. The problem
1: with these skipping shows is that I actually feel like every time I've known it, every time I'm like, yeah, this sounds right. This sounds good. I, and I still feel that way with this last one. I'm not going to skip. Okay.
0: Cynthia.
2: <laughs> I'm going to go with the third one.
0: <sighs> My first thought was... So, was the that third the- one, it was a sea, an a, a type of antelope found in Africa. There is
1: no way in hell you are creative enough to come up with the monstrosity of an overgrown tooth that can be mistaken as an antler. There is no goddamn way. I don't care if it's your birthday. You are not that creative. That is something straight out of a monster novel. We're going with option A for the dub. Option A.
0: Option A. Option square. I don't care what you call it. We're going for the win. A marine mammal with an overgrown tooth that resembles oh, a horn this is, is called good. a narwhal. You
1: shut your ass, <laughs> damn it! No, the, like, is there, that uh, just the not currency
0: waterbuck sound like, sounded like it could have been the currency used by the characters in the movie Shark Tale. But Cynthia, you need to. You got a point. <laughs> no! At the death. <laughs> On the last play of what? the game, Got one point. a type of antelope found in Africa. Yes, a waterbuck. Oh, yeah. You water did buck? it. You beat him by the thinnest of margins and with the worst possible one. score that could possibly be a winning score. You beat Phil. I did it. One I point will take to zero. One. Oh, I'm absolutely. Proud of myself. You should. A type oh. of antelope found in Africa. Okay, just for funsies, we're gonna do my skip question, the one extra one I had prepared. Cynthia, you have one that is not in question at all. This is just for fun. Who is Bjorn Goran Eriksson? Is he A, the man who invented the parachute? Oh, this is awful. B, the man who invented the bungee cord. Ooh. Or C, the coach of the South African national rugby team. <laughs> Phil, we'll go to you first.
1: Oh, I go first. It's gonna yes, be C do. Bjorn. Sorry, C, sorry
0: the, C rugby. The rugby one, okay. <laughs> Cynthia.
2: I as well was going to go with C. I feel like parachutes were not, I don't know who invented parachutes, but he doesn't sound like he, he would invent a parachute. I was going to go with C as well. I know you you like your rugby and kind of, kind of a loop question. We have the two sports, the skydiving, the bungee jumping and then rugby, you know, seems a little out there. So I'm going to go with that one.
0: The head coach of the South African national rugby team is Jacques Nienaber. Bjorn Goran Eriksson is from Sweden, and he invented the bungee cord. Why have I heard that name before?
1: I I I swear! I don't know. Bjorn Goran Eriksson? I heard the name before. That's why I was like. It has to be rugby because that's the only one I haven't heard of. Why would I have heard of the bungee cord creator? He's not even from South Africa. He might've never even
0: been to South Africa. It sounded familiar. Wow. Okay. Well, either way. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Bjorn. You've saved many lives people jumping off high places. Yeah, saved many, like, more like enabled a bunch of people to put their lives at
1: risk. Saving lives, like there's no firefighter, like we got to get that cat down in the well, send me in. Like, wow. Saving lives is a bit egregious.
2: He kept just seeing, okay. like, well, just, anyway. kept seeing people jumping off. He's like, I'm going to do something about this one.
0: So, yeah, wow. you know, necessity is the mother of invention. He stepped up. <laughs> uh, jumped in more likely. Cynthia, it's been an absolute hoot having you. I think that goes without saying. We've had an absolute whale of a time—a narwhale. Uh, so thank you for joining oh. us. Thank you for sharing your your skydiving experiences with us. I think we found we all found that really interesting and uh, it's troubling as well. Uh, and for playing a fun game with us, is the, I know I know you're not exactly going to promote skydiving, or maybe you are. But if there Absolutely. is anything you want to promote before you leave to our our many listeners, uh, now would be your chance to do that.
2: Go skydiving. That's it, you're right. I was gonna promote skydiving, absolutely. Everyone should do it All one right, well time. give it a
1: go, jump out of a plane. Give it a go. <laughs> Find the nearest plane to you and jump
0: out of it.
2: <laughs> you don't even need a parachute, just go, just jump.
0: I wanna address that. You know when people say like, jumping out of a perfectly good plane? I would rather jump out of a perfectly good plane than a plane that's crashing.
2: Right, that's don't on you think? fire, you're like. Anyway. <laughs> Puts a little pressure on. Food for
0: thought, food for thought. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Cynthia. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, Cynthia. And with that win,
1: David has yet again tied it up for the entire game. 10 and 11 for both me and David. We cannot get out of this conundrum. (laughs) Bacha, bacha, bachu. That slaps. That of course, slaps. Ooh, we love this part of the show where we come to you for all of your cinematic, your entertainment needs. And David, since we just discussed your birthday, why don't we go to you first? What is slapping you currently?
0: So I tried, I wanted to go on theme this week and I had the choice between something birthday related or something skydive related. What do you think I went with, Phil? I think you chose the cake as you always do. Meaning birthday, meaning and birthday. And you're wrong. No, I actually ah. had the song. This is a song that I've been listening to the last few weeks. I I jam to it. It's a it's a lot of fun. More indie rock. You know me. Mm-hmm. And it is called "Fly" by Cemetery Ooh. Sun.
2: Yeah,
0: there you go. Huh? And uh, the 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 chorus goes, "You make me want to fly." And I'm sure that there's lots and lots of things that have driven Cynthia to to make her want to continuing continuously jump out of aircraft and fly so to speak so fly by cemetery sun it slaps Look at you going on theme. I, it, you're inspiring me. Next
1: week, I'm gonna be going on theme. Or next time we do that, slaps. And uh, look, 99 Corolla by Medium Build is my that slaps this week. It's a song. It's got a solid bass and a new beat, and a beat that is uh, new for me, at least. I should say it. Uh, it it just was discovered by me this week. Me and me alone. I'm the first person ever to listen to it. And now I want you, yes, you, the listener, to listen to it. I even think and dare say Hoffman. And I think you might enjoy this. It's kind of up your vibe. So I will say 99 Corolla by medium build that slaps.
0: And we bring the podcast to a close as we do, as we have to do each and every week, reluctantly, we'd love to keep talking of course, because you know, we love the sound of our own voices. Of course. But before we end here, we'd like to thank a few people, a few special people. First of all, to my parents for, uh, Being the reason that I'm here, yeah, birthing me and my mom especially birthing me and and raising me and getting me to these 20-something years that I've been alive. And more in relation to the podcast, Jake Corlang and Cassin Crossline for the music that you hear on the show. We love you guys. Yes, I too want to be thanking Mrs. Hoffman for giving us the
1: gift that is David. Keep on giving. Thank you so much. As well as Tara Am- Armstead's excuse me, Josh Hans and Ryan Ardell. Without you guys, this podcast would not be possible. Simply put.
0: And more than anything, thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in this week and hopefully even more weeks. We, we will be out again next week with another episode. Each and every week we try to bring you some exciting content, so spread the word. Tell your friends. We're on Instagram at powwow underscore podcast we're on spotify we're on apple Podcasts. we're just about anywhere where you find your favorite podcasts except for pandora because (sighs) screw you pandora if you look over there
1: the wild walter buck is ensuing its natural predator the bear